Sammy. You know me. Happy, free, confused, lonely at the same time. I don't have an answer for that. Shut up, Siri. Your hosts are here, Sammy and Michelle. By the end of this podcast, you'll know them well. Adulting, navigating the journey of life. Careers to relationships, pain and strife. Put down the rule book. Rethink the status quo. If there's another direction you want to go, find purpose, passion, and mastery in all that you do with status post adulting. Hey, status post adulting fam. This is Sammy and Michelle. And you're listening to the 43rd episode of Status Post Adulting, where we are going to be talking about the Great Resignation. But first, let me check in with my co-host, Michelle. How are you doing, Michelle? Oh, you know, happy, free, confused, lonely, all at the same time. Is this related to your menstrual cycle? Sammy, it's related to Taylor Swift's new album coming out. Red, Taylor's version. Oh my god. I love that Taylor is doing all these versions of her songs. That's so supportive for someone who didn't recognize the song that I was quoting. I was very confused. I was like, you want to get into all this right now? I'm definitely personally really excited because Red came out when I was a senior in college. 22 came out when I was turning 22. And so... Happy, free, confused, lonely was probably on all my Facebook captions and things that we would play in our apartment all the time. And so it was really nostalgic to go back to that time and have like specific songs written about me for me at that time. And also me, because we are 13 months apart and I was 22 when that song came out. An October release really got us both. (laughs) And I definitely love that. I'm feeling 22, except now I'm 32. And that album, I guess, has been out for a decade? What? I know. Whenever I think about things being out for a decade, I'm like, a decade ago, I was probably an infant. And it's like, no. (laughs) I was born. I am 10. (laughs) I was a full-on adult. And 10 years have passed. Mm -hmm. So we were adulting. Not status post adulting. We were adulting. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 32. Status was adult thing, then and then then should be a remix version. You know, it would have been nice with Taylor's version. She also is 32, so yes. she could have redone it for us. Yeah, she should redo it. We'll let her know. Taylor Swift. <laughs> if you're listening, we have a suggestion. Forget the rest of the music you've been creating. Remix 32. Everyone knows it needs a song. Here for it. But Sammy, you are only 32 for a few more days. Because it's your <laughs> birthday i'm 31 right now <laughs> okay i'm gonna be 32 i got confused me. <laughs> okay i think i think the, i think the album came out less than 10 years ago <laughs> wow confusing big yikes anyway sorry uh <laughs> you are turning how old are you turning you're turning 32 31 how old are you i'm turning 32 you're turning 32 I knew that. This is awkward. Anyway, happy birthday! Thank you. Scorpio season! It's Scorpio season. Scorpio's love revenge for small ears. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. And you know, it's an interesting time of year because between November and December, 
Sammy and I are two years apart. Two age years. Instead of one. Two numerical years. Two numerals. And so it's confusing for people when we meet them. And they're like, how old are you guys? And we're like, X amount of age. And they're like, oh, so you're two years apart. No, we are 13 months apart in the 13th month right now. Yeah, that 13th month is a big deal because that is a month where I am mm-hmm. two years greater. I mean, older than Michelle. Okay. All right. But we're excited. So if you see Sammy, say happy birthday. Thank you. And you got to celebrate with some of your friends today, which was cool. Yes, I got to celebrate with my friends, my coworkers slash friends. They're actually not my coworkers anymore because before I even put in my resignation, they also put in their resignations. Wow. Three out of four people resigning. Yeah, resigning. (laughs) (laughs) They're reigniting. You know, resigning is not a bad term. I know. New name. It's the great resigniting. Reigniting. Exactly, Michelle. And that is our topic for today. The great resignation. Yes, it is. In case you haven't heard of the great resignation, it was coined by Dr. Anthony Klotz, associate professor at Texas A&M, and Aggie, who actually studies, it looks like, people quitting the workplace. And he was one of the first people to predict that after the shock of the pandemic, that we would see an increase in people leaving their jobs. And for the last five months, the report from the U.S. Bureau of Labor and Statistics has reported for the fifth month in a row, quit levels have been the highest of all time, 4.4 million of the U.S. population. So the man was right. We are in a great resignation. And because Sammy and I are both in different ways a part of that statistic, we thought it'd be interesting to talk a little bit about our thoughts on it, how we feel, and engage with you, our audience, about the great resignation. Yes, Michelle. Usually I don't like to be just another statistic, but this one is a fun one because it involves change. I really think that COVID has shifted people's perspectives, and this has resulted in some job changes as well. Yeah. I mean, I'll definitely clarify because I wanted to double check this. When they're talking about these numbers, they are speaking specifically about people quitting their jobs, not necessarily including layoffs or separations for other reasons. That's part of the reason why it's so shocking. It's because people saying, hey, I'm over this. I'm moving. I'm going to the next role. Part of it is, according to Dr. Klotz, because a lot of people probably who were going to quit during the pandemic waited and didn't quit their job during the uncertainty with so much crazy stuff going on and so many companies laying off and work getting busier and just all of that madness. So there is a little bit of makeup there, but we are now at a point where we're more than making it up. A lot of people are quitting their jobs. A lot of people are retiring. A lot of people are retiring early. With the great resignation, I can definitely relate because I left my job in December of 2020 and decided to take some time off. And for me, it was a bit of an unexpected decision. I wasn't planning it for a long period of time. But around the time I knew I was going to leave my job, my lease was up and I happened to be home and my mom was in my ear saying, hey, why don't you move home for a little bit? And for me, it actually made a lot of sense. Not only because when I did the math, I was like, oh, I can take a little bit of extra time off if I'm living at home, but also because... I really valued being near my family. Like the pandemic really put in perspective like the things that are important to me. It made me value my time with my parents 
and you see me. And so it kind of became a no brainer to let my lease end at the same time that I was leaving my job and move home for a little bit. And honestly, that time has been so nice because I've been able to work on my own personal projects like this podcast. I was able to take a little bit of a mental break. I think we do forget sometimes that we're going through this global trauma. And and so for me, it was just nice to be able to like take a step back, breathe and get my mental health in order. And on top of that, what I think a lot of people are experiencing right now, especially if you're a part of our generation, is that we have been working for a while until the pandemic. We were working in a growing market. For me, I ended up saving more money than I realized. And I thought, hey, now is the time to do a bit of a mini retirement. Now is the time to take a little bit of a break. And I really think that a lot of people are feeling that. Yes, Michelle, you are like a resignation hipster because you were resignating before it was cool. So true. And I think you're so right. I think the pandemic really just completely shifted everyone's mindset and it kind of forced everyone to focus on the big picture. It's like, you know, the movie, The Matrix. (laughs) I am familiar. But in The Matrix, you know how they're like in those little pods and then they're like living in a virtual simulation. Mm -hmm. It's like at the same time, everybody was like unplugged from the simulation and then they're all like awake in the pod and they're like, wait, what is going on here? Like, I'm just in a pod. Like, I am not in a reality. Like, I am fully in a simulation every day, all day. And I think even in the best jobs, even in the most altruistic jobs, at the end of the day, it's like some degree of a simulation. And COVID really made you say like, hey, like, there's a bigger picture here. Like, I only have one life and it may or may not be long. What are my priorities? Yeah, Sammy, I really think that COVID, the lockdown, the pandemic, all of that uncertainty did push everybody out of the matrix at the same time, where all of a sudden companies that people thought were doing really well were having all these heavy layoffs, jobs that people didn't think that much about were having a higher importance. People were putting their lives at risk. People were working overtime. People were pushed home. And all of a sudden, like this reality that we knew was completely changed. For me, being someone who was working in sales and tech, it was like, oh, people always say we can't work at home, but now we can very easily work at home. And all of these things that you're telling me, it seems like they were arbitrary. And I think for a lot of people, that's the things that they faced, depending on what you were working on during this time. I do think the working from home, like you said, is a big reason a lot of people did end up resigning from the workplace. People were getting used to not having a commute. People were getting used to being home with their family. I'm sure there's plenty of people who feel unsafe even returning to the workplace because they have a genuine fear of getting COVID. And so when now the workplaces are like trying to plug you back into the simulation, I think people are kind of like, oh, like, I don't want to go back to that right now. And I think that's part of the reason people are resigning too. Yeah, I think people are really... Just in general, I would say realigning their values one way or another. Obviously, you do see a lot of people who are leaving their jobs in the industries that are specifically being affected by COVID, whether or not that's because of risk and safety, because they're now tasked to do more than they typically were having to do in the past, because it's a lot more competitive also, like there's a lot of opportunity across the job market right now. And so it's not crazy to see that like industries like hospitality are heavily represented in people quitting their jobs. And another part of this is with everything opening back up, 
there are way more jobs out there. So if you're a job seeker, the market is abundant. And even if you're not a job seeker, it's kind of hard to not look at all those opportunities and compare them to your current situation. Oh, yeah. Especially when people are offering more money for you to do your same job. It was true before the pandemic that one of the best ways to get an increase in pay was to switch jobs. The best way to get an increase in pay or to get a promotion was to switch your job, which is kind of crazy and sad to think about. But a lot of times companies are like cable companies because I, I say that because if you call your cable company, they do not care at all about giving you a discount. They don't care at all about you as their customer. But as soon as you're like, I'm leaving, they're like, oh, shoot, like, we'll like give you a discount. We'll do whatever you want. Or they'll spend all of this money and bonuses and perks to get new customers, but they don't really care that much about retaining their current customers. And I think in a lot of offices, that culture was normal. It was, hey, you're lucky to have this job. Yeah, you're not going to get promoted, but like, who cares? Like, we don't really care that much about the people that are here. We're so focused on hiring more and more and more. And then all of a sudden, it's like, you have another company that's coasting up to you and saying, hey, like, we're paying a lot more for this role. We think you're so smart. We think you have such great experience. And you're like, man, it's, it's getting harder to stay faithful to this job of mine when I got these recruiters hitting me up. It's so true, Michelle. I can definitely relate to that in my situation. I did not think I would leave my job. And as healthcare providers, we always get these random emails about so many different jobs. But I think another aspect of COVID was also just me appreciating that I really don't need a lot to be happy. When all these things close down, I'm like, I'm equally as happy as before, if not a little bit more, because I just have like more space and less stuff to do. So I actually kind of liked having less to do on the weekends and less to do after work. I liked having a little bit more personal time for me. And then came the natural question. Well, if you like having so much personal time for you, do you have to live in the most expensive area in the United States of America? And of course, when a job popped up in a lower cost of living area for a higher pay, I was like, let me see what this is about. Did I think I would leave my job before? No. But once the opportunity presented itself, then things did change. Yeah, a lot of companies are smart right now. They know that if they offer a little bit more money in respect to what they make, they can actually lure good talent away because a lot of people are having this great awakening where they're saying, hmm, is this job the best job for me? I don't know, maybe, but I'm starting to feel burnt out. And then once again, somebody comes up and they're saying, hey, we think you're smart and we want to give you money and we want to have you come and work for us. And a lot of people are being tempted by that. They're tempted by the opportunity to change and have a better lifestyle. Yeah, Michelle, there are those companies that are definitely taking advantage of the fact that people's mindsets are shifting. Like I saw an Amazon commercial where they're like talking about potential job seekers where they're like, I want flexible hours to work whenever I want to work. I want healthcare benefits and to, to go to school and for my workplace to pay for school. I've seen that commercial too, Sammy. And I have to say, I think it's pretty clever because they're basically saying, guess what? We're Amazon and... We will give you what you want because we need to hire people ASAP. And they're almost tongue-in-cheek about it, but they're 
being honest in terms of what they're offering. Obviously, they're a big company. They're able to do that. But other companies are able to do that too. And that's why you're seeing so many people being lured away from their workspaces. Exactly, Michelle. And the honesty and transparency, I think, is comical. But also, I'm sure a lot of people are being lured in because of that. Because it's true. I mean, people are just simply looking for more flexibility. Another factor in this is I think people have more money saved up as well. With the pandemic, with not being able to do your typical things, with not being able to spend on your typical things, I think a lot of people have saved up money. And saving up money makes you realize that you don't necessarily have to work, especially if you don't spend a lot. I think that has been something that has made people at least more comfortable with the idea of resigning. I know before the pandemic, I talked to some of my coworkers and they were saying that they can't even think about leaving the job because they need at least three months or six months of an emergency fund before they think about leaving. I think during the pandemic, people inadvertently accumulated that money. And so the idea of leaving was more feasible. Yeah, Sammy, I think it was in 2018 where they realized where most people couldn't handle an unexpected $400 expense. And there have been a lot of people suggesting that during the pandemic, this was the first time where something happened, but the government was taking care of people. People weren't spending money. They're not going out to dinner. They're not even ordering food. For a while, we weren't even ordering food. And people were just not spending their money on things. Like you can literally only buy so much toilet paper during a lockdown before you're going to feel like, okay, this stuff is up to my ears. <laughs> people weren't going on vacations. And so people, yeah, it accidentally made people save money and actually put them in a good financial situation where now they do have the ability to quit their job and take risks, essentially. That's right, Michelle. And I also think people got to untether from the ego a little bit. When we're driving to work, we're going to work, we're in meetings, we're talking to all the people at our workplace, our ego is always on. We're concerned about what other people think about us, we're concerned that we're doing the right thing. There is something about working from home that really lets you let go of that ego a little bit because nobody can really see you and you're just doing your own thing and nobody's paying attention. It just really allows you to focus on your work only, but it also allows you to separate from that ego, separate from that constant voice in your head that's asking you to think about other people and other people's thoughts. It's so true, Sammy. When researching this, I think it was Anthony Klotz who said it, that before, especially in American society, people's identity was so tied into the work that they do and that they're jobs really defined who they were. I definitely really related to that because when I was first considering leaving my job, it felt so important to find, you know, the next step up and the next best company and how would it look on paper and all of those things. And having some time off made me realize, once again, being pushed out of the matrix, I was like, is it title or company name or any of those things that really matter to me? Like are those really things that I think are crucial to my identity? Or do I want to work somewhere that I really enjoy the work that I do? I really enjoy the people that I work with. And that really helped me reset my mindset for what I wanted my next opportunity to look like because I started to think about what was really important to me and not just, you know, what you hear when you're at the water cooler drinking Kool-Aid from your company. They're like, this is the best job ever. And I've always had positive experiences at my last company, but I do think it was helpful to take a little break in between and think about like what I actually wanted and what I enjoy. It's so true, Michelle. I think we can really get stuck on the corporate ladder and think, what's the next best thing? What's the better job? Like I always have to be moving up. 
And I think the pandemic really gave space to be like, hey, the most important thing in life is an inner peace and just really being in touch with yourself and really having that clarity and that peace of mind. And it allows space for a more practical outlook on your work. Like work, it should pay and not take up a crazy amount of time. It doesn't have to be that complicated. It doesn't have to be like you're getting a better and better job every single day because you can still be getting better and better every single day without having that reflected in your title or in your job. Yeah, totally arbitrary things at the end of the day. I read an article that coined this pandemic epiphanies, which I think makes total sense when something crazy and unexpected like this happens in our world. No matter what it is that you are prioritizing, I think everybody was faced with that moment of saying like, hey, what is important to me? Is it my job? Is it my family? Is it my housing? Is it having time alone? Is it having time with my kids and my family? Everybody had different things that they were prioritizing, but it's not really about what you're prioritizing at the end of the day. It's about the fact that you're actually forced to go through it because you're hopping off the hamster wheel for a second to be like, oh my God, this world is so crazy. And I think the great resignation is saying that a lot of people are deciding that their current job doesn't align with what they want. And meanwhile, while all these other people are having epiphanies and leaving their jobs, you see them leaving with their happy smiling faces, Michelle. The people who are left over are stuck with double, then triple, then quadruple the work. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because it's hard to hire people to replace those people. It's hard. Yeah, exactly. It's very hard to hire new people. And so then the people who are left over are even more in a position where they're more likely to leave because they're going to burn out more quickly. I totally agree, Sammy. I think there's a reason we're seeing this month over month pattern where every month we're setting a new record in the number of people that are quitting because staying behind is hard. I mean, I think honestly, if you loved your job and you thought you were being paid great and everything was going well, everybody probably wouldn't be quitting. So I'm sure a lot of these people are quitting from the same places and somebody's getting stuck with the workload. And there's going to be a certain point where you're like, I'm burnt out too. I can't handle this. I just went through a global pandemic and I'm kind of sick of dealing with this. I'm willing to try something new. For this week's takeaways, Michelle, I think the big thing is that this great resignation really represents a large scale underlying paradigm shift of all the people in the entire world, which is crazy to think about. But I really think a lot of people are looking at their time and looking at their life and looking at their values and prioritizing their lives that way. People are saying, I choose life. I choose my own life. A thousand percent, yes, Sammy. And I don't think it's a coincidence that people are able to do this because either because they've been saving more money and or because this job market is really hot. I've worked for a recruitment website for five years, and I don't think I've ever seen a job market where literally every single industry needs people across the board. Everybody is offering new incentives, better work-life balances, better benefits to people because they need to make hires. And if your company is not adjusting by giving you all of those things as well, they're going to fall behind when it comes to employee retention. Yeah, Michelle. I mean, that sucks for them. 
But (laughs) it is a great change for the people. I really feel like from a spiritual perspective, this reflects a movement that is more in line with what is the true values of people's lives. I totally agree, Amy. And actually, for a recommendation for our content corner this week, I would love to recommend a podcast I listened to during the pandemic. I think right before and during the pandemic. We'll link to the episodes, but it's basically Oprah. Not sure if you heard of her. She's pretty big deal. She has her own podcast. Oprah was having a conversation with Eckhart Tolle. And actually, before the pandemic even happened, he said that he thinks that something major and challenging will happen that will push people to shift the way they think about things in their life. And then the pandemic happened. And then they had an episode to talk about it. So I really liked hearing that perspective because I think it is crazy. I mean, we're really getting on to almost the second year of when this pandemic started. And so it's a crazy time. I think we're all still taking time to process, looking back, looking forward, understanding what's happening. And so I highly recommend listening to that podcast if you want to hear a little bit more of the perspective from someone who is a spiritual genius like Eckhart Tolle. I love that, Michelle. I love Oprah and I love Eckhart. Eckhart is literally like, I can't even. He's just like my role model in life. And Oprah, I'm obsessed with her as well. So great recommendation. I also want to recommend something for Content Corner this week, which I think is related to the great resignation to some degree. And that is Vicki Robin's book, Your Money or Mm. Your Life. Vicki Robin wrote this book, Your Money or Your Life, way before the fire movement became cool and way before the great resignation and in this book she pretty much talks about how you can spend all your money or you can be frugal save your money and actually get to live your life and not have your life be run by a company a job whatever outside things that you need because you're independent you're financially independent on your own what i love about her book is It talks so much about the mindset of being financially independent, like that spiritual aspect of it, because it talks about really getting your life back by being financially independent. So highly recommend Vicki Robbins' book, Your Money or Your Life, as well. Great recommendation, Sammy. I feel like Your Money or Your Life could be the content corner poster child for The Great Resignation. Oh my God, it's so true. Let us know your thoughts. Have you quit your job? Are you thinking about quit your job? You do not need to quit your job. Whatever it makes sense for you, we support. But do know that if you do quit your job, you may start a domino effect <laughs> because all of a sudden people are asking for your advice and you're like, eh, it's been pretty great. Let us know if you've found yourself in your, that position, if you're switching jobs, if you're a part of this great resignation movement, if you will, or if you're happy. True. We'd love to hear that too. Honestly, we're both people who have loved the companies that we've worked for. And so we totally get both sides of this equation. Send us a direct message at statusposadulting on Instagram, statusposadulting at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. And we put all of our show notes in the notes on your podcast platform, but also on our website, statusposadulting.com. But most importantly... Be sure to join us next time as we put down the rule book and rethink the status quo.